Kia ora everybody, how are you? Are you well? Are you good? Good, right. God is good. But, uh, it is good to see you guys. Um, hey, if I haven't met you before, kia ora, my name is uh, Andre, my wife Hannah and I, we lead Cornerstone Church with the Sutherlands, um, uh, Lynn and, and Kath are our associate pastors who aren't here at the moment, but they will be here next week as you would have heard. Hey, I, um, last week, well, so we did uh, this thing called Together Together, Wave your hands in the air if you were a part of Together Together in some way. Woo, good work. Um, and we had this great week of prayer and fasting. And God really spoke to me. If, if I had a big theme um, personally that I felt like God was sharing with me was this, was that um, to be led by the Spirit. <laughs> not a surprise. It's not a massive theological um, statement. But that God was encouraging myself, our leadership team, and us as a church to uh, step into his presence and step into his leading and just be more comfortable with the uncomfortableness of letting God do things. So last week I did something quite different and I said to God this week, right, what do you want me to do, Lord? And he said, I want you to do the same. And I was like, I thought you said you want to do something different. He's like, well, it's still different enough. Um, So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read some scripture. So if you have your Bibles with you um, or your uh, phones, um, can I get you to open Galatians 5 um, and we'll... 16 like we did last week. Um, We'll start in one strange spot and then we'll get back to it. I think it's 16. Yeah. Because verse 16 kind of ties in what we talked about last week to this week. And there's a theme. If you will, today's message is part two of last week's message. Um, So we're going to kick things off and I'm going to sit down and read the word. um, And I'm going to pray before I do that. All right. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this day. Lord, we thank you that today is a gift. And if anything we learn from um, Lyndon's brother passing, it's a reminder that not every day is promised. And so, Lord, not that we want to live our days recklessly, but, Lord, we want to love like you loved. Be graceful like you. Be kind and loving like you. So, Lord, that when it is our last day, we can, we can feel comfortable that we've finished the race, chasing after you and your spirit. Amen. So if you remember last week, we did Romans 8, and God showed me Romans 8, 8, and it was a bit of an intense piece of Scripture. And then he asked me to, to kind of unpack Romans 8 as a whole. And so today, to, to kind of tie those in together, uh, verse 16 says, But I say, walk by the Spirit. So this is Galatians 5, verse 16. But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. It's kind of a theme that we talked about last week, that there is this fleshliness of us. There's this wanting to do our own things, do what makes sense to us, versus what the Holy Spirit is asking you to do. Sometimes they're the same, sometimes they're not. And sometimes sometimes by worldly wisdom, they look foolish. Has anyone ever stepped out for God and done something that looks really dumb to the world, but God has just fully stepped up and, and has made things happen for you? Me, Shelley, oh good. Yeah, okay, great. Thanks, Bill. Some other people, great. Um, And it's always a good feeling (laughs) because you go, yay, God was there. Well done. I was listening. 
All right. <clears throat> Galatians 5, verse 1. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read the whole chapter. And I've got a few thoughts. And I've got a few okay. uh, In the middle of all of this as well, um, I got the phone call from Lyndon last night that his brother, they decided to turn off the life support and he slipped away peacefully. And uh, it just got me thinking that this guy is a mountain biking, surfing, snowboarding, you know, outdoorsman. Um, <clears throat> and he's gone. Freak accident. And I'm just, I'm mindful of that. In fact, this year, there's been several people uh, connected to our church who have passed away tragically. Um, yeah, all people that they were accidents essentially or undiagnosed illnesses and it's really got me thinking I don't know about you I don't know if you're someone that spends time thinking about the legacy you leave um, but it's an interesting it's an interesting project to do on yourself because it it, it, um, it requires from us uh, some evaluation of ourselves and I think that's important I think that we shouldn't just coast along. We should always be evaluating ourselves and uh, how we respond to the Lord. Verse 1. So be thinking with that in mind. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm and do not submit again of slavery. What I want to say just quickly is that uh, Galatians is written by Paul and you're going to get some stuff in Galatians 5 that is specific to the situation he is writing to. It's important that we know that because a few things you could take out of context because he's going to talk, uh, talk about our favorite one, circumcision. <laughs> and, uh, but there's, there's a specific reason to why he's referring to that, and I'll, I'll, I'll get there. Always important to remember, reading it in context, what's happening, why, are they, why is Paul writing this letter? And so basically, uh, if I could do an action, what Paul is doing to the church of Galatia, he's doing this. They're getting a hand slap. That's not what hand slaps sound like, but they do when you use a microphone. If your hand slap smells like, uh, smells, oh gosh, sounds like that, are uh, you doing it wrong? Okay. If you, no, we'll carry on, Dre. <laughs> Verse two. <laughs> Look, I, Paul, say to you that if you accept circumcision, circumcision, Christ will be of no advantage to you. I testify again to every man who accepts circumcision that he is obligated to keep the whole law. You are severed from Christ. You will be just you uh, you who would be justified by the law. You have fallen away from grace. Verse five. For though the Spirit by faith we ourselves eagerly await for the hope of righteousness. For in Christ Jesus neither circumcision nor circumcision counts for anything. And then he finishes this thought really well. But only faith working through love. So the church that he's doing this to, who likes that sound? I like that sound. <laughs> um, there has been some teaching, some false teaching about, hey, yes, you know, you to be a Christian, you follow Jesus, but actually let's take in some of the old covenant law, um, like circumcision, that you can't actually be saved unless you know, men are circumcised and there's other things that they were teaching. And Paul's like, no, 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 no. Guys, come on, you, you're, you're taking something on. You're going back to the law, not to grace. 
Now, that context is quite different to where we are, except for this. How easy is it to get caught up by the rules? How easy is it to get caught up by the law? You know, I'm not speaking about hyper grace here. I'm just talking about what the word says. That Paul is saying, you've, you know, you're, that's not going to get you saved anymore. That's through Jesus. We need salvation. So I love that. You could do this. That's not going to get you anywhere. And then he gives a counter to that argument by saying, but only faith working through love. I love that. Only faith working through love. A faith in Jesus. Many of you will know that we're in Galatians 5, so we are going to be talking about fruits of the Spirit. What does fruits of the Spirit look like working through our life? Interesting question. Verse 7. Now again, he's referring to these people specifically. But you were running well. Who hindered you from obeying the truth? This persuasion is not from him who calls you. A little leaven leavens the whole lump. A little bit of yeast in uh, the dough will change everything. And I've written here, isn't it great when you write in your Bible <laughs> uh, and you write things from years ago? And um, I've written chasing untruth. It's important that if there is something that's untrue, you know, God is ultimately the big judge. But if there is something that's been said or a false teaching, if you leave it, Paul is saying, if you leave yeast in the dough, it changes everything. It infects it, effects it. And so where there is truth left, where there's untruth left alone, it can fester in the dark places. That's why it's really important, you know, to do these self-evaluations in and of ourselves, right? What, uh, we've all got lies that we believe. I'm not worthy. I'm not pretty. I can't get married. God can't use me. Those are lies. And left alone, what do they do? They infest all of our thinking. And I've had conversations with people where I'm like, I do this, and then they respond at like zero to 10, at like a nine or a 10. And I'm like, whoa, where does that come from? And it's very obvious that that's coming through lies and it, and, and it, it snowballs and it becomes this massive thing that it was never meant to be. Are there areas in your life, certainly in mine, that how do you, how do you remove the yeast from the, from the dough? You pluck it out. Sometimes you might need a friend to come over and be like, hang on, does yeast smell? Yeah, yeast smells, um, all the research I've done. <clears throat> and just sometimes you need a friend to come over and be like, let's pluck that out. Hey, that, that's ugly. Let's work on that. Sometimes the Holy Spirit does that. In fact, often the Holy Spirit will do that. Often the Word, you read that and you're like, oh, there's yeast in my life. <laughs> that could affect and grow and fester and change things that were never meant to be the way that God intended them to. Verse 10, I have confidence in the Lord that you will take no other view. And the one who is troubling you will bear the penalty, whoever he is. So this person that's been teaching false Verse 11, but if I, brothers, still preach circumcision, why am I still being persecuted? Um, in that case, the offense of the cross has been removed. I wish those who unsettle you would emasculate themselves. For you were called to, brothers, to use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh. Interesting thought, especially here in the context, people. 
that they were like, oh, we've gone from law, 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 law under the Mosaic law in the Old Testament, right? And then there's freedom in Christ. Woohoo! That means I can, X, Y, Z. And uh, Paul's like, no, no. Sorry, I'm going to just do that a few times today. Paul's like, no, no. Hey, that's not an excuse, guys, to just go and do whatever you want to. That's, that's not how you live. And I've shared this story a few times that I got a friend of mine now, currently, who's still away from the Lord because he thinks he's okay, because he said a prayer when he was 14 and is living a life completely away from God. And I only bring this up because he's convinced that he's totally fine. He, him and God are totally fine, even though he lives a life that doesn't reflect him at all. Because he thinks, I've said this one prayer, I've got my ticket, I'm good to go. I, when you read scripture, is that what you see? I mean, we're not talking about religion, we're talking about relationship. Verse 12, was it? Verse 13, for you were called to freedom, brothers, only not use your freedom, yep, as an opportunity for flesh, but through love serve one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. It's a good place to start. Verse 15. But if you bite and devour one another, watch out uh, that you are not consumed by one another. So there's a lot of infighting in this church, but we all know. Oh my gosh, I can't believe Horatio said that. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I can't believe he did that or she said that. And then you kind of like the scripture says literally biting each other. And eventually what happens if you keep biting each other? The Bible says you'll devour each other. Not literally, I hope. That'd be gross. But don't waste time backbiting and arguing and fighting over things, team. Be quick to love, slow to anger, be be willing to forgive. You know, I've got a situation in my life which um, I'm not prepared to share details about publicly, but um, a relationship that's gone sour, that's disconnected, and myself and, and others are justified on paper to be upset and annoyed, and we are, and we have been. But I've been having this kind of epiphany and realization that, and actually Rob MacArthur says it about justice. He says, why, why would God give you justice when he didn't give that to Jesus? Man, injustice is a big growth area sometimes. Are we willing to, to pick things up and forgive and move on even if we didn't get? Yeah, it can be complicated and there's a lot of layers to that and that's not a blanket rule, but it's something that God's been talking to me about. Am I willing to just go, you know, I'm not going to bite back. Uh, I'm not going to roll over either, but I'm not going to bite back. You know, I'm aiming for love. I'm aim, aiming for connection. And uh, again, that's what uh, Danny Silk says. He says the... The, the goal of conflict revolution, uh, revolution, the, con, con, ah, the goal of conflict resolution shouldn't be agreement, but rather connection and understanding. If you're just arguing with someone and you want to be right and you want them to be wrong, and then to say that you're right, that's, you're not going to get anywhere. Are you aiming for understanding and connection? That might help. That might be a word for someone today. But I say, walk by the Spirit. This is one the Lord gave me, and you will not, uh, sorry, and you will not gratify the desires of your flesh. Verse seventeen: For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. 
For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things that you want to do. Verse 18, but if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Some of you need to let go of some legalistic, religious thinking and realize the Holy Spirit's going, hey, I want to talk to you about this. Can we talk about this? Verse 19, now the works of the flesh are evident. He lists some of the things. Uh, They could be sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and other things like these. I warn you, I warned you before, who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. What Paul's done is listed a whole bunch of things that were happening that he was aware were happening specifically to that church. Some of those are probably not day-to-day occurrences, but certainly some of them are. Division, envy, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalry. Yeah, for sure. Those things don't go away. (laughs) They're here then and here now. But, here we go in verse 22, a famous piece of scripture. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, and against such things there is no law. We're going to continue on and then come back. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become uh, conceited, provoking one another, and envying one another. You know, it's interesting what it says here. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience. You know what it doesn't say? It doesn't say the fruit of the Spirit expressed through you is love, joy, peace, patience. Though it does. A point I want to make is this, that um, it says the fruit of the Spirit. So if you have the Spirit in you, the fruit that the Spirit is producing is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, and self-control. These are things, these are attributes of the character of God. And when He's in us, those are that fruit. What do you do with fruit? You draw a picture of it. You put it, up, you put it in a bowl. What else do you do? You consume it. And so God is feeding us with the Holy Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, self-control. You know that old saying, you are what you eat? I think that applies here too. (laughs) When you're consuming and eating love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, self-control. I think I missed one, but it's all right. Guess what happens? You start to ooze it. It organically overflows from you. It's an interesting point. And the point I want to make with that point is this. If we just look at love, joy, peace, patience, joy, kindness, all of those, and we go, we must do it. We must produce it. We must. How many people know that you might do it really well for a day? And then uh, Horatio over the fence didn't cut the tree down like he was supposed to. And then all of a sudden you're annoyed and you're angry and you have fits of anger and anxiety and envy and division. If you just chase after those things in and of themselves, I don't think you're going to get very far. That seems to me like we're working in, in our own strength and our own understanding, right? 
But if the Holy Spirit in us, who's producing those things that we're consuming, they overflow from us out to others. Because that feels very worksy, doesn't it? If we were to just to chase after those things and be like, as long as I'm loving, joyful, kindness, da, 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 okay. Well, actually, no, that's the fruit of the Spirit who we consume and we spend time with. And one of the thoughts on that, and absolutely we should produce those things, um, is it says down here, if we live, in verse 25, if we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Do what the Spirit is doing. We keep in step with the Spirit. So that's cool. So essentially what I'm saying is I'm saying, hey, look, last week I was like, let's, let's not lean on our own understanding. Let's be led by the Holy Spirit. Let's be open to the Spirit talking and speaking to us. And here I'm saying, yeah, this is really important. Uh, part of the way that you can know, you can know that you have the fruits of the Spirit in you is by looking at these things and going, do I have those present in my life? Who's a good person that you could ask? Your spouse. <laughs> Might be a long conversation for some of us. <laughs> it's like, do I have these? And then they're like, put your phone on silent. <laughs> Let's get a cup of tea. We'll have a conversation. So how? How then, not in a sense of works, but how then do we have the Holy Spirit in us? It's asking, right? It's inviting the Holy Spirit. Uh, I've got four ways that I think are really awesome and helpful being connected to the Holy Spirit. Now, there's a lot of imagery here about fruit, right? What is, a, what is fruit essentially attached to? Trees, vines, right? And I did a scripture a few weeks ago about Jesus saying, I am the vine, you are the branches. You remember that? Wasn't my words. <laughs> does, does a grape have to try really, really hard? Sorry, does a branch have to try really, really, really hard to produce fruit? What is the one thing a branch has to do? Stay connected. If you stay connected to God the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, you will produce fruit. How? Well, what does is, what is a plant need? From my understanding, there's, there's four things that I can think of. <laughs> Dan's like, you better get this. <laughs> Works in the uh, horticulture industry. A few things. There's some obvious. You, you need the sun. You need sun rays. Now, you could spell that S-O-N, or conveniently, you could, you could spell that S-U-N. Sorry, other way. Yep. Sorry. Thank you. Thanks, school teacher. You guys are doing great today. You've got my back. So, <laughs> you could spell it S-O-N. That's the sun. Thank you. Ah! Oh! You get it. Thanks. Cheers, guys. Woo! Yeah, pray for sleep. This is when you know that your pastor's um, struggling in, the, in, the, uh, in his sleep. He does that. Okay, so the sun is S-U-N. Hey! Woo. <sighs> yeah, yeah, go on the chase. Thanks, father-in-law. Um, and then the sun, S-O-N, 
uh, in my brain, like if you'd asked me for a million dollars, I'd be like, S-O-N, S-O-N, <laughs> uh, for the sun. So anyway, we're getting there. My point <laughs> is you need the sun. You need Jesus to be a huge part of your life, to be shining in your life, to be hearing the Holy Spirit, to be led by the Holy Spirit. First step is you need the sun like a plant needs the sun. Second thing is I think you, you need nutrients, right? But these aren't necessarily in order, but you need nutrients. You need nitrate. You need good soil. And you need something as a plant to feed from, right? It's a good place to go for your nutrients. What are you feeding yourself with? Netflix? You might get a few rolls <laughs> if you're just eating that, spiritual rolls that you don't want to carry around. But what about if you're just, if you're consuming the Word? What if you're eating those things? What if you've got yourself planted in the Word? You've got, you're planted in your quiet time. You just take even five minutes to start with just to spend time with God. You're journaling, those sorts of things. When you're planted, you're getting nutrients. So first step, you need the sun. Be living with the Holy Spirit, to be active in the Holy Spirit, living a life by the Holy Spirit, focusing on Jesus, eating the Word, consuming the Word, understand who He is. This is really helpful to understand who you are, because when you understand who He is, we're reflectors, we're images of Him, we understand who we are. And when you know your identity, that makes things pretty awesome in your life. When you know who you are, the things sort of bounce off you. Sun, nutrients, water is the third one. And rivers of living water, like the Holy Spirit. You need the Holy Spirit. You need to invite the Holy Spirit into your life and everywhere, regularly. Turn the tap on. You don't do it just once a week. It's like that saying when people, thankfully I haven't had too many, but in the past or in other people, I've heard people say, Look, I'm changing churches because I'm not getting fed enough on a Sunday. And then a friend said this to someone, that's cool. Do you only eat one day a week? Oh, well, it's your job to feed me. All right, let's have the word. Let's see if we can find that in there. Uh, if you pass that, step away. <laughs> no. Um, so the Holy Spirit, inviting the Holy Spirit into your life on a regular and daily basis, being immersed by um, the the, the the water of living water, life, Jesus. Just saying, Jesus, wash away the rubbish stuff. Water washes, water purifies, water cleans, and water gives uh, life. That's what the Holy Spirit does. And then the last one, you know, I, we just put two trees that we got given uh, in our new house up, and this little tiny corfi. And we put it up, and I was like, I've done a good job. Then the next day, Isaac came out, I was like, your tree's fallen over. So like, what? because of the wind and it needed it needed some help and I didn't have a stake so I had bricks so I put bricks up one side and it could lean across against it the horticulturist is like no you don't use bricks that's what I had but it stayed upright and I think in life one thing that we need is you need protection right you need to be put in a safe environment you, some, you can't just be planted in a random place on the sand or anything else like that be planted with others 
one thing that you can really help you with your growing in the life of the Spirit is being protected by a good church, by a connect group, by your friends. You know what I've really loved seeing the last couple of weeks is people just going, hey, let, let's do stuff. <laughs> let's, let's do stuff. Let's do um, a family thing after church. Hey, why don't we do a ladies group? Why don't we? This is awesome. Because that's a fundamental understanding that there's safety in numbers, right? So the first one is a life of the Spirit. How, if you're sitting there going, I want, I see this and I understand, I just don't know how. Spend time with Jesus. Get Jesus on your life. Spend time in the Word. Get some nutrients. Invite the Holy Spirit into your life to wash, to clean, to purify. And then get connected with other people for safety. There is safety in numbers. Can I have the worship team up, please? And can we stand for a moment? Thank you. I get a feeling that some of you might be missing a couple of those steps. You're going, oh, I've got two of those. You know, I, I know the word. Are you connected with someone? No, I don't like people. I get that. I get the comment. There is uh, some of the best ways that God has talked to me in, in the past have been through people. Not the only way, but some of the best. I encourage you to get yourself into a connect group. If you're interested in a connect group, um, come see Nikki. Sutherland's aren't here, but come see Nikki and she'll help you out getting into a connect group. If you've never been baptized by, into the Holy Spirit, if you've never had that and you want some prayer to be baptized, into the Holy Spirit. We'd love to do that for you. If you want to hunger for the Word, you can ask God for that. If you want us to pray for you, sure, we can do that. We'd love to. But you can ask God for that. And then the Son is an obvious one. And some of us have walked away from the Son. Some of us are hiding in some trees right now. And God, the Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ, who died for you on the cross, is saying, Son, S-O-N, <laughs> thank you. Come and step into the sun, S-U-N. <laughs> Spend some time with me, get to know me. I'm not going to ask you to respond, but I think there's a chunk of us that have at least one of those four areas. Can we just be comfortable for a second just to lift our hands. It's a sign of submission to Jesus, not to anyone else. You don't have to. But I just want to pray. With your eyes closed and your heads bowed. If you feel like that first one, just that you need to understand and know and walk in the sun of Jesus. I want to pray for you. If you feel like that's you, either for the first time or the thousandth time, the character of Jesus, could you wave your hand a little bit for me? And so I know that there's some people that need some prayer. Great. Good. I see those hands. Thank you. If you need a hunger for the Word, and you feel like that's what God's calling you to, and you, and you want to step into that, can you wave your hands a little? All right. Awesome. Thank you. To, if you feel like there's this nudge in your spirit 
and you're thinking right now about stepping into the things of the Holy Spirit, maybe for the first time or the thousandth time, if you, if you need those, those rivers of living water in your life, that is the Holy Spirit guiding you, speaking to you, correcting you. Can you wave your hand if you feel that's you? It's great. See those hands? Awesome. And then the last one. Friends, you need protection. You need, you need community. And you're feeling a little isolated. You're feeling like a little tree right on the, on the, on the sand dunes, right there. And at any time, you could be blown away. If you feel like that's you, could you just wave your hand a little bit. See those hands? Great. Holy Spirit, we thank you for today. Lord, we speak these words over your people, our people. Life and life abundance. Thank you, Jesus, that you lived and that you died for us. And through you, we can have relationship with the uncreated creator that is God, Yahweh. that's you today and you've never said that prayer you want to connect with them again just say Lord I love you I don't fully understand but I want you in my heart that's you that's awesome congratulations Father I thank you for those who want a hunger of you a hunger of your word right now Lord I pray over every person that had their hands up for that Holy Spirit give us a hunger that we do not understand and we go, I just want to read the Word. I wonder what the Bible says on that. A hunger for the Word. A joy when you open the Scriptures. An understanding that you've never seen before. I just felt a nudge in my spirit to say, try a different version if you struggle a lot. Try something a little different. Maybe, maybe it won't be a study or Bible. or Maybe it is. Maybe that might be helpful. Try something. Find a Christian who, who really loves their word and ask them for some help. That might be a, a pathway forward for you. Lord, we thank you for the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, you're welcome here in this place. Speak to us, talk to us. We invite you in, in Jesus' name. And Lord, I thank you for unity. We have a common unity, which is community around you, Jesus. Lord, guide us. If we have eyes, Lord, let them see those who are distanced and heart to connect with them, words to speak out. And I just get in the prophetic. If you're one of those people, I just feel like God's also saying, hey, you reach out too. Make it clear. Make it clear. Father, we thank you for today. Lord, we thank you for your goodness, your graces, your mercy. And we just want to chase after you, Jesus. We're not be led by you. Holy Spirit, you're welcome in this place. And Father, we thank you for all that is good. In your mighty name, amen.